Drive and Double Feature presents A Spooky Minute Spent in a Ghost House, Episode 42. This was a minute-by-minute podcast, and now it's a five-minute-at-a-time podcast, and this episode covers uh, basically 45 minutes and one second to 50 minutes in on Spookies and Ghost House. The response to the first round was pretty good, so I'm going to keep doing it like this, and then maybe one day we'll finish these darn things. So uh, we left off... um, Adrian, I think the kind of bitchy gal, she's sitting on a bed, I think, or a couch or something or other in one of the rooms. Everyone else is creeping around her, figure out what's going on. And all of a sudden, something kind of like slinks or slithers along the floor. And she kind of looks around and gasps. And that is, that's what this five minute covers. Now, as with, as with last time, I'm not going to play the whole five minutes. I'm just going to take a little 10 second break. Let's return. I'm glad we're doing the five minutes uh, instead of just covering the one. Um, but I don't think I'll have much more to say than I would about a normal one minute than I would the five because basically the five minutes apart from um, a couple of cutaways is uh, it's all Adrian and David in that room and David gets killed by some sort of green lizardy thing with arms and a tail and sharp teeth that are frankly very amusing teeth I'm not sure why they made the teeth so goofy I'm not sure um if there's if there's something I'm missing or what it is but, but watch the, the crooked and, and goofy te- it's it's a sort of teeth you think how is that not like biting down on itself you know what I mean like like when I bite down here you know my teeth hit each other but you know if I put something in between, you know, I'd, I'd bite down on it. But but they look like if they were to go, they'd be ripping into their lip. Or maybe their gums or something like that. Not quite sure. But then, you know, the um, the old guy through the, um, the friend of theirs who's possessed is using the Ouija board. And she calls forth the demons and the things. And that's presumably the starting with the green lizard here but i think we're finally at the point finally where um lizards are going to start <laughs> monsters are going to start appearing and things are going to start happening um but apart from those of those those uh, quick shots of of the one woman uh, the possessed woman with the ouija board there's a brief scene with the lead the lead two whose name i had megan megan and um her guy the older guy where they're in an attic and they find a body hanging from the um the rafters and it's a pretty good um dead decayed body um it's uh it's interesting because you think it would be like a skeleton that's been hanging there for a while um because i think i think you pretty much learn when they read the note that i think this is the bride i think actually i didn't look to see if it was bride like clothing that didn't it just occurred to me right off the bat that um this this is probably like the the bride who we saw with the old guy and who killed herself and he's brought her back to life but this is where her like her body is hanging from the rafters it's, it's great like i said it isn't a skull it's more like a ripped up screaming face that like like the scarecrows and scarecrow when the camera lingers on it you think it's going to come to life and you also think it don't come to life don't come to life um you know eyes eyes will open and all of a sudden go ah! from the from the from up in the rafters there so that that's kind of a that's kind of a neat touch i mean I'm, I'm thinking it's it's the body of the of the bride that we see right i mean or maybe not maybe that's another maybe he's that uh that guy's got a 
a series of um, fiancés that didn't quite make it <laughs> strewn across the place. I don't know, but um, uh, yeah, regardless, that's, that's a pretty nice kind of gross and creepy moment. Um, the way they shoot it, it, it seems like it's going to be one of them is going to sneak up on the other. But she just, I guess, I, I didn't quite see how, what happened, but it looks like she gets like, she backs into or that like the foot of the body, the swinging body kind of touches her shoulder or something. It's it's slightly oddly shot because you you expect something to reach across the frame and touch her shoulder or something, but then you just see something move and then she jumps, turns and looks up, and so it's it's slightly confusing, but um, but what you're looking up at is is pretty good. Like I said, this is Adrian's time to shine. She is mostly in that room. And, um, she, yeah, she hears something moving around. She discovers that David, who, um, it's, it's funny, yeah, she, she tries to shake David awake and he won't wake up. And then when he does, he kind of says, go back to sleep. I want to go back to sleep. But then somehow the lizard thing is able to actually kill David, like rip part of his face off and kill him. And there's no sound made when that happens. So, um, maybe Adrian can't hear as well as we're hoping. She's certainly going crazy with the cigarettes. Mm. But yeah, so this is her getting attacked by... And I, I can't quite tell whether two or three of those lizard things. Because she crushes one in the bookcase. It's kind of gross. And then she stabs the other one. Or was that the same one? I don't know. But then you see another one. But there's that the... It's like she... she she's being attacked by one and then you see another one you realize it's the second one and she kind of throws the first one not dead but like wounded away and then the second one attacks her and then you see the the first one and you think wait a minute is it the first one right there is it that it gets a little confusing but it's it's a, it's a pretty nicely done scene um because first i think she sort of does that thing where she thinks she's killed it so she goes to make sure the door is locked. Then she discovers that there's another one or two. So when she's done fighting them, she opens the door. But yeah, when she drops the bookcase or the dresser or whatever it is on top of it and just gets on it and starts pressing down and, and you see like um, one of the arms or t the tail kind of lashing around from underneath it and then all of a sudden blood just starts to flow. It's like, ugh. Because it kind of looks like, um, you know, it's got a tail and two arms in the front and then the, the face, the evil-looking face with the goofy teeth. So it's kind of filled with blood or something but it's it's a good scene and she she takes she you know she's been kind of a a jackball throughout the the movie um but she really um it's like because she doesn't um the, the moment the attacking begins and the moment she sees david's been killed you know she doesn't go she doesn't become a you know a nervous nervous uh um kind of barbara night living dead wreck she she actually goes you know she actually does what she has to to defeat these strange things that are in a weird house they need to get out of the house now but of course they can't and i am um, and as i was watching the couple up there in the uh in the attic i thought it'd be fun to fun to do a haunted house night well technically i'm Technically, I'm half doing that here with you all right now with this and Ghost House, but um, but I know I was thinking of throwing in like a Night of the Demons, you know, a couple other good, good ghost ghost house, scary house movies. Um, but I am glad that stuff is f actually happening. This is a good. There's a lot of action, uh, a lot of a lot of stabbing and and shrieking and and screaming and throwing around and noises and close-ups of strange teeth and and then she gets out and in the 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 ending is her just kind of wandering through the hallways trying to find her her way out. Um, use the stairs. I I don't know where they are. I feel like they're on the first floor actually. Um, the interesting thing is when we see the windows to that room, they're shuttered shut. 
but then it keeps cutting two shots of the cat man like on the on the ledge outside looking in into the window at her um and you keep thinking she's going to see him and go ah but then of course you remember that they're in they're in the same movie but technically they're in two different sort of movies they're in two different for spooky's one and mark one and then spooky's mark two a cat man's in two and so she but but it's, it's interesting that they they felt the need to insert the cat man into it because um in one respect it feels like okay this is sort of the avatars it were of the um the old man watching this happen but at the same time you look at it going what what's he looking in through i, I can't tell where he's what what anyway yeah that's that's the full five minutes you know i don't um there's not much more to talk to about that really i mean it's just um she fights some green lizardy things with strange teeth boom there you go i guess let's go on a ghost house shall we i'll give you 10 seconds and then i'll be on the other side and just give you a brief rundown of what the five minutes were about we will chat about them and maybe we'll have a ton to talk about maybe we won't but uh we're covering uh more ground now so it's nice to have the full like rather than breaking up that scene across five episodes watching it all at once so it was much more satisfying hopefully for you hopefully i know definitely in the viewing and talking about it of it of it so um be good uh talk to you again about 10 seconds from now ghost house well, this isn't as exciting as the spooky stuff. It starts off with Martha in the bedroom. I think the little girl's bedroom being attacked by the doll, which looks very poltergeisty in this scene. And um, when the doll somehow winds up back in the trunk, she lets out a couple really big screams. So I guess she's going to be helpful if we really need everyone to not scream like that. After watching Adrian um, fight the lizard monsters in the previous five minutes of, of Spookies, uh, watching watching Martha just let loose with the screams because she's being attacked by a doll um, seems a little odd. Um, <clears throat> then it's, it's the 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 weirdest moment in it, and maybe this is just me, but um, so then it cuts immediately to all the police are there, there's an ambulance there. And they're they're taking I think it's Jim the guy who got killed his body away and the little sister is been tranquilized and she's resting in the um, in the in the RV and the other four Martha her boyfriend and the um, the guy the guy the redheaded guy who got the like the spear or whatever through his shoulder but seems to be fine apart from that um, uh, and and the sister the older sister I, Jim's is that Jim's girlfriend. Um, end up talking to a cop ferguson who's also on the case 20 years ago when the couple was killed and the dead daughter was found locked in the basement which is the the uh, prologue of the movie but there, there's a there's just an interesting moment i found slightly odd where you see them scream you see them she's screaming as the doll and the doll's not in the trunk and she oh my god the doll's not in the trunk and then it cuts to all the cops outside and everything like that and then the camera cuts towards the the side door where like it looks like the coroner or someone steps out talks to ferguson briefly and then we follow ferguson as he walks by all the cars towards where the rv is parked and the truck um martha's boyfriend's truck is parked and he talks to them for a while and then there's just just an odd moment where i'm wondering if there's a scene missing or something just because it just felt weird you watch you watch ferguson the, the cop car ferguson is in backing out of the drive and it looks like that's going to hit another cop car but we cut away and when we cut away we cut to martha and her boyfriend talking about 
what Ferguson just said and how they think he might be full of crap. And it's weird because they're no longer standing with the other two by the RV. They're actually walking from the exact place that Ferguson was just walking from and doing that same sort of walk that you don't see them come off the porch, but the, but the, the porch is there and you see them walking over and just walking back to the same spot where they were just standing and those other two are still standing there. So it's it's kind of, I wonder, like, so Ferguson left... For some reason, Martha and her boyfriend went back in the house. The other two didn't move. And Martha and her boyfriend, they did something in the house, maybe retrieved something or I don't know what, but didn't start talking about the conversation they just had with the police officer until they were basically back in the same spot the police officer was in when he walked towards them and that one couple was still standing. It's it's just, if you, if you watch it, it's just like, it's just weird because it's like, where why why are they suddenly over there why you know like ferguson pulls away and it doesn't cut to the four of them standing talking about it it cuts to just the two walking out of the house and then meeting up with the other two and they all talk about it so it's like why 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 were they suddenly in the house and coming out of the house that's my favorite moment of the five minutes just one of those weird moments where you're like what but yeah we do learn and the the, the minutes end with um we're back in boston and uh, the boyfriend is playing the um, uh, the that great um, noise voice on his tape recorder, and they're about to do something with that. Um, but uh, it's 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 weird, isn't it? That he um, so so he tells the story. So Ferguson tells the story about the bakers being killed, and the daughter being found dead. And then there's a weird moment. Martha says, "Oh my gosh." You know, the what's her name said she found this little little sister said she found younger sister said she found she saw a little girl by Jim's body and well she tends to make up some things oh okay now uh, you know Martha believes still believes the little sister saw the the little girl but it but it's funny um well some people will see anything anywhere you know it's a scary house or whatever the the cop says but it, but it's isn't it weird that like you know. People say they've, you know, people, the little girl was mysteriously killed in, in the cellar. There were no marks on her. And, um, and this one girl says, I saw the, I saw a little girl looming over, um, Jim's body. And, oh, she makes stuff up. But then, of course, there's a spirit that was in the basement. The little girl died and mm, she's going to make it up. She made up something very specific and very correct. Uh, what else? Yeah, Ferguson tells a story. He seems, I mean, I guess because the house is owned by the county, and I guess they live there, so it's okay that they're there. I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't really. Um, you know, he does. He does. The, the cop does say to them, you know, if you hadn't come here, this wouldn't have happened. Um, but then he immediately says that that guy we had being the caretaker here was nuts and was going to end up killing someone anyways. So um, eventually, yeah, he's going to end up killing someone eventually anyways. So. It, it doesn't sound like it, it's it, in the end it's their fault it sounds like whoever the idiot was who put a mentally unstable guy in charge of all the tools <laughs> many of them sharp um and and with, under the theory that oh one day he's gonna kill someone one day one day some, i mean you know like how is this house not someplace where like teens go to and hang out in i mean it's enormous you could you could have a party on one side of the house party on, on the other end and and you you wouldn't know there were two parties of people there that's that's how big the the place is so but it, it is strange some of some of the some of the dialogue is a bit odd and um you know it's trying to make its point but they're little weird moments and and just like strange 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 bits because he doesn't as as the cop is leaving he doesn't say to them 
get out of here. He just, he just, um, he, he, uh, he, yeah, he says if, you know, this guy was nuts, if you hadn't been here, you know, if you hadn't been here, this wouldn't have happened, but he was going to snap anyways. We subsidized by putting him here. Why? Who knows? Uh, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> he gets in his car and goes and he doesn't say, kids, get out of here. Although they're not really kids. They're, they're young adults. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting sort of sort of five minutes, um, but but interesting for kind of those those weird little moments that pop up in film mirage. I mean, even like Ferguson, Ferguson's brief chat with the uh, medical examiner is almost one of those great film mirage awkward actor chats that we all enjoy so much, but not quite. So um, yeah, that's that's really about it for the five minutes here. So um, uh, and I, I do wonder. Um, you, you guys should take off as soon as possible. Oh, we'll just, we just we'll just be we're gonna leave in a few hours. We just gotta pack up. Pack up what? I guess they did have Jim's his his shortwave radio and stuff is in the attic. So I guess that's what they gotta pack up. I can't imagine that that would take hours. A couple of trips, maybe. And I wouldn't go back in there if it was gonna get dark. I would. Um, you know what I would have done? I would have got my stuff out of there while all the police and everything were still there, rather than waiting until they left, and now you got to go back into the house when it's presumably going to get dark soon. Or maybe not. I don't know, but it's... Uh, mm. uh, I, did, I did like the moment. Um, yeah, he must have... He saw... The crazy guy saw Jim, and in his mind, he must have thought he was a thief or something worse, so he killed him with the fan. But he had an axe. Yeah. Okay, sure. Sure, it's got a lot of great little choice moments of dialogue. We're like, huh? But let's see. I mean, the next round, 51 to uh, fifty-one to 55, they're going to be checking out the noise, that, that sound on the um, uh, that they heard over the radio and stuff. And we'll, maybe we'll find out what's going on with that. And, of course, yeah, we learn the ghost and the doll and the this and the that and the girl and the thing and the stuff. And, uh, and again, that guy got, like, something jammed through his, his arm, and he seems fine. I thought. I mean, at one point, he like you see him. He's kind of holding his hand, like it hurts a bit, you know. Um, but then after that, he seems fine with it, you know. And it doesn't seem like I don't. I don't really see anyone like. It's just like his jean jacket has a hole in it, you know. And I'm sure if he turned around, there'd be another hole, uh, right on the opposite side of his of his shoulder. Should they have patched that up or done something with that, or is it just something like a a broken toe? They can't really do anything. Just let it sit and it'll heal. Whatever. So uh, that that was uh, that was episode forty two. Everyone, a spooky minute spent in a ghost house. When we come back with forty three, it will be uh, yeah, like I said, fifty one through fifty five.